Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're in season seven and are carefully addressing some very serious issues. Today, we're going to discuss the Christian community episode. If you haven't heard the What the Flock episode, please give it a listen. The information in that episode is necessary to fully benefit from this Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. In this episode, we're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds a belief differently than the one based in biblical doctrine. We're doing this in order to help you lead with love, both to those who have hurt others and those who have been hurt. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Swakowski. Joel, what are your initial thoughts from the Christian community episode? A couple of them. One, this, who are you becoming more like? Are you becoming more like them? Or are they becoming more like you has been so helpful in my parenting of Jack Mm. and you know especially like he he has dealt with bullying issues and he's also quite naturally been a leader so that's one of the things that I recognize out of this are you becoming more like them are they becoming more like you wasn't only a great question or a standard to kind of consider as it relates to like you know a lot of parents want their kids to not hang out with the naughty kids. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if you're going to hang out with them, that's fine. So what I've seen is this question is actually with, with Jack, it has become this encouragement for him to put his brain in a spot of being a leader to these people. It's like, I'm not going to tell you not to hang out with these people, but when you do, you may want to get your brain in a spot where you are, trying to be a leader to them Mm -hmm. and trying to make an impact and trying to be caring and trying to serve and, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for Jack to be a leader. So that's been great. That was something that has been instrumental in my, in my parenting of Jack. And then this cult stuff, you know, you and I have some experience dealing with people talking about cults and even accusing us of cultish behavior and all that. And yeah, you know, what's funny is one of, Every, every person who has made this accusation, from my experience, has been the one exhibiting cultish behavior. Hmm. The people who are making accusations, who are judging without getting information, without talking to us. When asked what a cult means, the response is, you know. Or just yep. a no answer. Yeah. So that is something that I've found kind of interesting is that the you're a cult judgment usually comes from people who are acting cultish. So those are those are my you have any initial thoughts? I here mean, yeah, Jonathan? you you yeah, the what you said about the 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 people don't define what they mean by a cult. Yeah. And so to be called like to to say that you're a cult. Or you're in a cult, and then to ask, what do you mean by that? And then they say, like you said, they say, I don't know. Or, you know, oh, come on. Come on. You know See, what I this mean. is what I mean, Jonathan. Right? Yep. Who told you to say that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, no one told me to say it. But I tell you what, this is not the first person who's said this. Right. To me, you know? Right. And so I am rehearsed. I'm yeah, prepared. 
I have the right questions to ask people who come at me hot with judgments. Absolutely. Part of that help has been seven seasons worth of looking at the strict and loose side of as many arguments as we can through these podcasts. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really powerful in the episode that when it comes to um, Christian community, I would say the only people that Jesus didn't go out of his way to interact with were Pharisees. Yeah. Which what that kind of falls in line with the people who claim to be believers, but are really not. Exactly. And whitewashed tombs. Exactly. Dead bones inside. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And we know that Jesus spent time with God, the father. So he was, that was pretty much the only person that he was around that could pull his thought process up. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he got tired. He says he's, how long do I have to suffer the disciples? Yep. How long do I need to deal with you guys? Oh yeah. And he fasted so, too. And that, that, yep. that also killed his flesh and got him in the better thought process. And, and then he, he interacted the Mount, Mount transfiguration experience with Moses and Elijah. Right. So he's interacting with people yep. who are pulling him up, Yeah, you know, who are edifying him, encouraging him, helping him grow. And Jesus clearly interacted with people who were less spiritually mature than him. Yeah. To to pull them up. And, and so that's, you know, the heart of a Christian community is, you know, you interact with people who you can help and interact with people who help you grow. And the, the greatest example of that was Jesus's life on earth. Yeah, you're right. It's good. So again, I also, yeah, yeah. Also sitting here. I mean, how important is it to understand what it means to be saved? Mm. Like the measure of salvation. Let's like let's go back to season two. Who is God? What is salvation? Ending yeah. with once saved, always saved. Which you know, the whole point of that season finale, ep- season two, episode fifteen was. You're asking the wrong question if you're asking, can I lose my salvation? The right question is, what's the measure for salvation? Right. That's really what this whole episode is going to come down to is and why we said in one of our, you know, very early on in the What the Flock, every episode we've done leads into this because all that foundational doctrine is what helps us understand the limitation half of the Christian community conjunctive. Right. Yeah. Christian, right? Yeah. What's a Christian? What's a Christian? Listen to listen to seasons one through seven, episode 14. <laughs> right? There you go. Yeah. That's well, cool. Hey, can you give us an overview of the damage done with this episode? Yes, sir. I talked about this in the What the Flock episode. It's imperative that we strive to repeat back to the other person what they believe to their satisfaction. This is where repair begins with understanding the other person first. If agreement happens, it's going to happen after understanding takes place. We're not in control of agreement. We are in control of understanding. And that understanding is what we focus on here. And what the flock music of life church podcast. Here's an overview of both sides regarding this issue. The strict side said, 
true Christians shouldn't associate the strict side said true Christians shouldn't associate with heathens. And if they do or participate in any other sin, they ought to be removed from the community. The loose side said everyone ought to be in community with everyone. Sounds like a nice summary. I want to make sure I understand you. So I'm going to repeat back to you intending to do so to your satisfaction. It's not enough that I'm satisfied with my answer. Not if I'm trying to hear you. Yeah. So first it is, I love this understanding and agreement point. They're both great, but only one we have control over. So we focus on the one we have control over. We focus on understanding and we even try to give up our desire to be understood by understanding the other person first. And if we agree, then great. That's amazing. But that's an effect. Now, a strict side as the Christian community is to really, really land on that limitation side and just to mm-hmm. focus on the Christian side and to the point where it's controlling who you associate with. You don't, don't associate with or act like anyone who's not a Christian or you will no longer be seen as a Christian. Right down to the, the any type of interaction, right? Yeah. Any even any superficial anything with an yeah. uh, with an unbeliever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That list of rules that we hold everybody to. If you break one, you're out. The loose side. Everybody ought to be in community with everybody. I love that. I feel like it might be one of the one of the easiest representations we've had yet of the loose side argument for a topic. Nice. It's like loose side meaning no limitation everyone in community with everyone i know i've i've emphasized this four or five times now it just tickles me i feel like it's just like so obviously like yep that's loose side there you go let's all just get along right yep no limitation right everyone with everyone no limitation uh jonathan is that to your satisfaction that's great yes it is thank you joel okay yeah man let's talk about dealing with people now How would you handle a person who holds a man-made belief about this topic or any belief outside of the truth? Well, Jonathan, let's take a careful look. It does depend on what they believe about this topic. Here's some common options with a recommended response based on what we learned in the What the Flock episode. Now, reminder, a big reminder. These responses we're supplying are meant to be done in response to the person bringing this topic or this perspective up. And it's meant to be done in love, proven by trying to understand the other person, right? So again, we're not trying to give you ammunition so you can go out and win a bunch of arguments. That would be the opposite of the spirit of this entire season. We're trying to give you tools you can use to understand the other person and to defend your own thought process against attacks. Mm-hmm. Number one, here's one. Jonathan, you can't interact with those people. They're bad people. Okay. I would simply ask this person, how can those, quote, bad people be converted? Assuming they are even bad people. Maybe the first question is, what do you mean by bad people? Totally. That's that was right? my first thought. What's your definition of bad? Yeah. And how are you measuring that? Right. right. 
Definitions and measures. Yeah. Number two, kind of referred to this earlier when I said, you know what? When I was talking loose side, let's just all get along. Let's be relational. We don't need to argue. There's just too much arguing going on, Jonathan. Let's just get along. I just asked this person, what are we getting along over? Like, what is the cause for us to get along? Now, I've had experiences with pastors saying this exact thing. People, we're talking too much doctrine. We need to just stick to the Bible. We need to, you know what? We need to just connect over the Bible, connect over Jesus. Really, what's presented here is somewhat an effect, right? Because the thing is, if that worked, then why is the church divided? The church all agrees on what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. The church all agrees Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. Where we don't agree is on the causes behind those things. Who was Jesus? Who is Jesus? What does the Bible mean? Yeah. That's why this, let's just get along. Let's be relational. It's this like, you and I have dealt with a lot of people who have this loose side mentality of like, you know what, if we're just stuck in a room together long enough, eventually we'll just evolve into a unified group. That doesn't work. Hmm. Number three, Jonathan, this one's for you. Yeah. yeah? So let's say a person says to you about a group of people, you know, Jonathan, just be careful. What would you say? Uh, have you talked to that other person? Or I would say, what do you mean? Be careful. Very nice. Is that, how is that? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I even said like, like to your first point, I said, one of my thoughts was like, careful of what? Like, what am I being, like, what am I supposed yeah, to be, be careful be, for? Right. Be specific. Right. right. And that's uh, yeah. the point. This is the point, like why I brought this up. This is a topic you and I have discussed plenty of times. We've recently discussed this and we've recently experienced this, you know, just be careful around those people. And it sounds all nice, right? But it's really lukewarm. It's like, if you're going to say, be careful, go hot or cold. Tell me what the thing is I need to be careful about. Or else you're actually, you're actually doing more harm than good. Right. So here, number four, again, about a group of people. I've heard this. They can't be right. They believe something so different from everybody else. My response to that would be, well, Jesus and God the Father were rejected. Are you holding that group to a higher standard than even God or mm -hmm. Jesus? Wow. Or you could say this, you know what? I get it. You believe they can't be right. You believe some that because what they believe is so different from the standard that it's just they can't be right. Well, Jesus recorded in Matthew 7, 13 and 14 that enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So, 
Mr. Number Four perspective, <laughs> how would you respond to that? Essentially making the point from Jesus's mouth. Uh, well, yeah, most people don't believe truth. Jesus said so. Nice. And then number five, maybe the most obvious one, you're in a cult. And what, what's our advice anytime somebody says something like this? Definition. Yeah. What's your definition of a cult? What's your measure of a cult? Yes. If they don't answer, you can feel absolutely fine walking away from that interaction. Awesome. Joel, can you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is, please? Yes, sir. Ultimately, when interacting with either side, the person ought to lead the other person by taking direction from God via grace in order to love them. We don't want to enable. We don't want to judge. Grace and love are the keys to us either winning or edifying the person we're interacting with. Specific to a Christian community? Well, when people define community the way the Bible does, then the Christian community ought to only include Christians. Again, that limitation, right? Mm -hmm. And the verses we talked about in the What the Flock episode regarding dealing with conflict ought to be followed. Matthew 18, Luke 17, 3, etc. Right. If people define community as including non-Christians, that's fine. It can be a community. I would just ask you, what is the cause you are unified over? Because it can't be Christianity if it includes non-Christians. Now, this also is true for people defining community as people you interact with superficially. However, defining any of this as a Christian community can be a stumbling block to those weaker in the faith. You're, you know, watering down the gospel how is that so damaging? It's actually more damaging to those weaker in the faith than it is to those watering down the gospel because people are getting a less, you know, there aren't half truths. A half truth is deception. A half truth doesn't exist. And that's what we're feeding these people. And these people are holding these quote half truths as if they are true. That's how we can be a stumbling block to those weaker in the faith. Now, a big problem comes when people define community as the only people you're allowed to interact with. Mm -hmm. That's this isolation, cultish behavior, right? Right. Even right. superficially, or like you said, especially superficially. Again, yeah. we just like, you can't enter, you can't even say hello to somebody. This leads to destructive cultish behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Behavioral control, information control, thought control. Emotional control. Now, a question I like to ask myself when interacting with others, anybody, is who's becoming more like who? Now, I should interact with people who are better than me. That'll help me grow. And I should help people who I am strong enough to help. And the measure for that would be they're becoming more like me. Right? Now we've seen Christian community as a conjunctive. So community, big picture, is just a group of people, right, with unity. They're a group of people, three or more people, unified over a cause. Mm -hmm. That's community. A Christian community would be when that cause 
of unity is Christianity. Now, going back again to what we were talking about earlier in the episode, how important it is to understand all that Christianity entails. Now, this episode, final episode, season seven, showed us further proof that the principle guiding all seven seasons of What the Flock and even the Malk podcast is love. Love is a contextless principle, meaning there's no situation that exists that wouldn't be better if love was the guiding principle or the contrastive way of saying that every situation would be better if love was the guiding principle. Right. However, and going back to the supplementary episode, season seven, love looks different depending on who I'm interacting with. Awesome. So, so let me uh, repeat back. The ultimate answer to you, Joel, and listener, dear listener, feel free to pause the episode and repeat back to Joel the answer for yourself before moving on. So go ahead and pause it. Okay, Joel. I want to start, you know, I'll go, I'll go front to back here. Nice. So the last thing that you said is that you know, interacting with everybody looks different, which is why we do season seven. Understanding we're, yeah. we're talking about human beings here. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about being able to interpret the words of unique souls. So we need to take that into account when we're interacting with everybody. So when we are interacting with someone who has different beliefs than us, who, you know, we all believe different things than each other. So we all want to try to understand each other. We don't all believe exactly the same thing about everything. Because if that were the case, then there would be no value in us getting to know each other. No. There'd be no exchanging. No profitability. Can, exactly. And people can listen to the profitability and the uniqueness yeah. episodes <laughs> to understand that, that this we're, we're all unique. We're yeah. all unique people. So that's where we need to have the principle of love be the thing that is guiding everything, yeah. is looking to give a value to that unique individual without expecting anything in return. And we can do that more. That is why people will know us for our love to each other. Nice. Because, wow, that is really complex how can you love that other person? You have this never ending, a seemingly never ending supply of value that you give to one another. That is supernatural, that you're not running out of value to give. And every situation would be better if we looked to do that with one another. We'll know, and ultimately, that should be the sign of a Christian community. There is no community that loves more than this community. Why is it? Why is that? Because this is a Christian community. So everything that we've learned so far ought to facilitate our ability to love each other in this community first. And then what will happen is people will be drawn into that and they will see that. So... I'll back into what that means is a Christian community is a community 
that is led by Jesus, a community that is focusing on loving one another uniquely is a group that applies everything that, you know, everything that we've learned thus far and is taking direction from God and confesses and repents when they don't. That way we'll always have more. That's the only way to do that over time is when you're wrong, you confess and repent. That's what a Christian community ought to be doing. So that's the conjunctive of a Christian community. However, a community is still a conjunctive, but we need to know what the limitation is over being unified. What is this group of people unified over? So a community, uh, a group of people that live in a specific location can say we are unified over doing a picnic to celebrate our area that we live in. We're having a block picnic, a block party. We're having a, you know, the Packers are getting together, you know, or the Packers have a game and we're all coming to the Packer game. We're all yeah. unified over our our sports team playing, right? Yeah. But a Christian community is the the difference is Christ. Yeah, it is. You know, at the center of this community. So being in this Christian community, we as members of that community ought to be interacting with people who can help us grow. And we ought to be helping other people grow who are in our community and outside of our community. Yeah, We, we encourage people to do that. We want people to do that because that's what Jesus did. Jesus was winning people. He was hearing and helping those in the community and helping those who are outside the community be a part of this community. He was that bridge. He was. He always wanted more. That's the message of Christianity is there's room for everybody in this yeah. community. We yeah. need every single person in this community because we're all different. So the, the question of who should I be interacting with is I should be interacting with people who help me grow that I help grow. Because if I'm interacting with someone who's less spiritually mature and I'm becoming less spiritually mature over time as I interact with them, that's probably not the right person for me to be spending time with. Right. I should be helping people, pe- you know, people that I look up to, I ought to be becoming more like myself, more like Christ as I interact with them. And same thing with the people that are less spiritually mature than me. Pulling everybody up. We ought to be all be growing up into the head, which is Jesus. All of us as a community together growing up. Now, in this Christian community, again, this conjunctive, um, Christians ought to do what they say. To be a Christian means to follow Jesus, to take direction from him, confess and repent when you don't. And it's a stumbling block if people are calling themselves Christians who are not Christians, who are not acting like that, who are not confessing and repenting when they're wrong, who are not taking direction from God, who are abusive, who are bullies, who are liars, say one thing and do another. That's not good. That's a stumbling block to who? To those who are weaker in the faith. We should be addressing that. We should be confronting that. You know, if people define 
community as including non-Christians. It's still a community, but again, it's not a Christian community. And the problem really is coming in when we're defining community as only people you're allowed to interact with, even superficially, and that's destructive cultish behavior. So any church who is limiting your interaction with anybody, you can't interact, you know, you can't, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't be talking to this person. You shouldn't be talking with that person. It's like, no, church church or community shouldn't be limiting your interactions with people. It ought to be helping you interact with more people and the right people. Yeah. The people that help you grow or the people that you can help grow. Yeah. And ultimately, season seven, this all goes back to love, leadership, and grace. Yeah. We can't take direction from God enough. We can't love enough. And we can't lead enough before we should be having any topic, before we should be stepping into anything. We should be guided by these contextless principles in our lives. Joel, do I understand you? <laughs> yes, thank you. I love it. I love how you went back to front. I feel understood. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Again, season finale, malt podcast. Should we have a drink to celebrate? I mean, what do you think, dear listener? Thank you, Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. <laughs>